You and Belle, our resident photography expert, is embarking on a series of expedition photography cruises to the Kimberley in Western Australia, around Japan and to the Antarctic. He will take up to eight photographers with him, or would-be photographers with him, on these three cruises next year aboard Heritage Adventurer, a ship newly fitted out for polar and coastal expedition cruising. It was built uh, to carry more than 180 passengers, but now will carry only a maximum of 140 in greater comfort. Ewan discusses the different cruises and explains how listeners booking by October 31 can get a 20% discount. Last time we spoke to Ewan, he was in the Himalayan mountains and about to go into Bhutan and uh, do some photography workshops and things. But he's back on terra firma, well, at least for the minute. But he's got a new development in photography workshops that we're going to talk about. So, Ewan, welcome back. Thank you very much, Graham. Great to be here. You've taught a lot of people, including me, actually, um, just vicariously in many ways, uh, about photography. Is there still a lot of people who want to learn, even if it's just to get a better shot out of their cam- out of their uh, phone? Or um, are people, you know, starting to take this whole thing seriously? I think... I think the demand for photography has never been greater than it is now in terms of both those who want to learn how to shoot and us when we consume it, you know. When we go through our iPad and we're scanning some of the travel publications, you know, you know, the photography is everything. And we expect it to be really good these days and we get a little disappointed in ourselves if we're not taking some great photos sometimes. Yeah, you sort of forget how many how many shots the photographer professional photographer takes before he gets the other one or two or three that he absolutely is delighted with well yeah the key is you just don't show everyone everything right you only show them the good ones exactly but i know too well uh you know how many don't quite work out so tell us what you're doing you and you've um you're embarking on a slightly different approach yeah yeah um the guys at Heritage Expeditions have got a brand new boat called the Heritage Adventure, and it's a beautiful ship. It was constructed in Finland. It's designed for polar regions. Uh, it's a really good, slightly larger size of uh, expedition ship compared to their old one, the Spirit of Enderby, and it's very comfortable. It's a, you know, it's just, it's just a little bit posh. It's a little bit more comfortable than than some of the other ships out there, uh, but it's a good size. So they've got, I think they're taking up to 140 passengers. They've got something like 82 cabins. They're suites. They're very comfortable suites. The dining on board is fantastic. The service levels are great. And they've got a heap of Zodiacs and a heap of really great expedition crew so that every day you get off the boat and you go and see something amazing. And as a photographer, that's a really good way to do it. Yeah, no more Russian icebreaker. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Although I think the ship is actually rated for ice. It's just not an icebreaker. Right. Um, so we are going down to some of the polar regions. We're going down to the sub-Antarctic islands, uh, sailing out of NZ, which will be great. They're going to do that through what will be our summer season. And in the winter, they go up to the Kimberley coast. And that's just a sensational place for this kind of ship. It's become very, very popular. Um, I did it. In a, I've done it in a small vessel, a power cat, for a 65-foot power cat. But this is a lot bigger than that. Yeah, that's right. You know, you don't even feel the water when you're on this ship. Like it's, you know, it's large enough. And of course, the Kimberley Coast is such a 
beautiful place to sail because it's so flat. You know, there's not a heap of heap of issues with swell and all that kind of stuff. It's not particularly windy. It's just hot. There's a lot of sunshine. And to have that comfortable boat to come back to at the end of going out to cruise or to see the horizontal waterfalls or to go and do a landing on a beach, the canyons, and to go down some of the rivers, uh, King George Falls. I mean, that's an amazing place to visit. There's so many great places out there. And... And whether you're on a really small ship or something that's uh, slightly more comfortable, it's just a great part of the world to see. And I hope that everyone in this country gets a chance to get up there to see it at one point in their I lives. keep telling people that the Kimberley's the least visited uh, destination in the country, and I think that's true. But it's the sort of place you ought to go because it's absolutely quite different. And it's really hard to get to. Like, I think it's one of the most remote places we have in the outback because mm. it's so hard to get to. There's not many communities up there. There's not many roads. Uh, so the expedition ships, this is a really good way to use these ships because you have everything you need is on the ship. You're comfortable. You're not having to repack and pack down and all that kind of stuff that you do with those those overland trips. It's so comfortable. There's heaps of communal space so that when you are actually sailing, you can go to the library. You can go to, to the lounge that's on deck six and have a coffee. You can go to the back deck on deck five, you know, and watch the whales go past. There's so much space on this kind of ship. It's a really great way to travel. I was lucky enough to go on the smaller vessel, the 14 passenger vessel, when I went with the photographer that the ship had organised. So it was a photographic tour in many ways, although there was only really a couple of us who were seriously taking our full camera gear up there. And um, it was fabulous to have the photographer there for the for the whole week that I, that I was on board the vessel, because you could ask a question at any time and and if we were mucking around uh, processing, he, could, he had tricks mm. for mm. Lightroom. And, you know, so I could really endorse the value of, of having somebody there um, like yourself who, who can provide advice to, uh, to the up-and-comer. One of the things that, that we're um, trying to make sure is that we have a chance to have a talk with everyone before they get on the ship. So why wait till you get on the ship before you start your journey? Um, You might want to make sure you've got a certain kind of lens or you might have a particular kind of camera and you want to know more whether that's going to do the job and what kind of photography that you're trying to do. Will that camera match? And so I'm going to be able to help people to get organized before they turn up on the ship. And then while we're on the ship, we go through a program where we talk about the art of photography. We talk about different aspects. And depending on which of the cruises we're doing, that workshop's going to run a little bit differently. So when we're sailing around Japan, and this might seem kind of weird, to get on an expedition ship and sail around Japan when you think, well, there's plenty of hotels in Japan, right? Let me tell you, when you're trying to lug a bunch of camera gear and a suitcase, and maybe you've overpacked your suitcase because you've got some extra gear in there too, and you're trying to lug that around Japan and you're told you've got to change trains when you get to Shinjuku and trying to find that other platform and it turns out you know, you've got to get upstairs and you're hauling all this stuff up. You can stop doing all that stuff and you can simply leave all your gear on the boat. You can overpack as much as you want because it's just staying on the boat if you don't need it. Right. And every day that you go out, the ship will dock somewhere really nice, really convenient. You go into town, you you go see some temples or you go to a park or you go see some of the pottery makers or you go to a gallery and you have the whole day and then you come back to the ship when it's time to sail on 
and go to the next spot while you're sleeping at night. Yeah, that sounds good. So how long is the trip to Japan? The Japan one, I think, goes for 16 days, which okay. is great because it goes all the way around. It goes up to Hokkaido. It, you know, it does all the, the Honshu coastline and it goes down to Nagasaki and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it, it just goes the whole way around. So you see so many aspects of Japan that would take you a very long time to try to organise to see it yourself. And so there's a port call every day? Absolutely every day. And there's a couple of stops they make where we actually do use the Zodiacs because we're going somewhere where there isn't a dock. And so um, they park the boat uh, offshore and we get in the Zodiacs and we go off to some small islands where you can't actually dock a boat anyway. Does that particular trip, does that sail from Australia or do you fly to Japan? You fly to uh, uh, Japan. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure with that one, you'd be starting in the city of Osaka because you get on the boat in Kobe, and Kobe is a great city. It's got this temple that's called Himejijo, which is the white crane, and it's one of the few temples in Japan that survived uh, at World War II without being set fire to. Right. Um, it's a remarkable temple. It's beautiful, and Kobe is a great city to spend some time in. Right. And Now, how many people do you expect uh, to be under your tutelage? Well, we're going to aim for eight because once you get past eight, it gets kind of hard to make sure that everyone gets the you know, the care that they need. Sure. Is that eight couples or eight? (laughs) Hopefully a total of eight people. Uh, So that could be four couples. It could be some people who are travelling solo. Uh, The other thing that we're thinking is that for certain trips, we might actually belong some extra photographers. You know, if we get extra people sign up, we can just run a second group. I know some some really talented people who come and work with me with some of my other workshops. Uh, So, you know, we can scale up if we have to, but I kind of like to keep it, down to eight that's sort of my magic number yeah i i, I think that's a good idea ewan now, when's japan so japan is in may next year so right. it's may the 24th or something like that i think okay. and then uh we're doing the sub antarctics will be over christmas next year christmas 2024 and what's the other one and then the kimberley coast will be in august and so we're going to do these roughly the same time each year okay. um and at some point we might be able to squeeze in some extra ones like a really one run a workshop in uh, uh, Papua New Guinea because I also did a shoot for Heritage a couple of years ago up there and I loved it and it's just a great spot to do some photography it's a great way to get there but also just the photographic experience in Papua New Guinea is great and you know the thing the thing that I really enjoyed about that kind of trip and all the trips I've done with Heritage is that the other guides that are on the ship just bring so much to these journeys you know the expertise they that they have um, when it comes to driving the Zodiacs and just the stuff that they know. Like we had an insect expert who's now actually gone and done her PhD and she's written a book for Australian Australian Geographic that's all about insects and she's an amazing guide. She's really fantastic. And people like that just make your journey so much better. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that sounds great. So if people are interested in finding out more information, Ewan, will they go to your website? Yes, indeed. Yes. If they just go to uandbell.com and they'll find the, the, the link there on the homepage. Um, and there's a, there's a page there that's just on the, the workshops that I'm doing on the Heritage Ship. Uh, we're calling them uh, Expedition Workshops. So there's a page there with all the details. It's got some of the video from the trips we did in the Kimberley, which is fantastic. And it's got loads of pictures and hopefully we'll give people some inspiration that if they're not sure about how to get started in photography, because it's not just for experts, 
Mm. You know, it's not just for people who have all the gear. It's for people who would like to take this step and they're not sure how to get into the game and they're just trying to find a doorway in to start their journey with photography. This is a great way to do it. And are you concentrating on still photography or would video people find it interesting too? Well, I'm certainly concentrating on the stills with the workshops. I'm always happy to teach some of the other skills I've got. What we find is that once you step into video, that's just a whole other load of work. (laughs) It is a lot of work. You've got to put in some time to do that. Shoot that on your phone, hey? (laughs) Well, well, you know, one of the things that we're working on at the moment, we're working on a series of, of presentations to try to give people a starting point for video because it's so complicated and there's yeah. so many aspects and you know it's much easier starting with stills and if you start with stills and get a handle on that it's much easier to move across to video but it's still a whole new world no i, I couldn't agree more no, that's why i'm on radio <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier uh well it's great ewan and uh we'll we'll put the contact details in the show notes for those who are interested in uh, finding out more information. So you've got time to book for the Kimberley and uh, for obviously 2024 and 2025 probably, Ewan has those other options. That's right. And um, up until October 31, the guys at Heritage are doing a special deal on the Kimberley trip. They're going to give an early bird special where you can get 20% off on the Kimberley trip. So that's a red hot deal. So... You know, if so you're sort of sitting on the, the fence, to the Kimberley, the Kimberley is for uh, 11 days, if I recall correctly, and it uh, starts in Darwin and ends in Broome. Well, that, well, that's lovely. I've done half of that. I've done uh, the Wyndham actually to uh, horizontal, not horizontal falls, Wyndham to Mitchell Falls. And, oh yes, uh, yes. That same vessel I went on does a second half of the trip. And a lot of people who go up for the first half of the trip return a year later to complete. You know the. The horizontal falls and the and broom. So, you know, they're both fabulous destinations, but all the other stuff in the middle. Are you going to do the art as well up there? Absolutely. There's um, On the trip we did, we went to three different sites to see the rock art. Um, yeah. And actually, one of the treats is, is that is um, is that if you're starting in Darwin, it's really worthwhile going to the art gallery that's um, that's just on the outskirts of town in Darwin. It's a beautiful collection of uh, a contemporary Indigenous art. And there's some amazing stuff in there when I popped in a couple of months ago. Well, you and Bill, thank you so much for being with us on Travel Writers Radio. Thank you very much, Graeme. Photographer Ewan Bell speaking with Graham Kemlow. For more information about the fabulous Expedition Photography Cruises, go to ewanbell.com.